fiends are coming to take us away. Ha he ha he. And that's how we'll open our show. Yeah. This is it. This is our first show of uh, out of character for the new year. Welcome, Cotton. Thanks. Good to be here. Well, we had a, a month off, and wow, a lot of things happened. I mean, a lot of stuff's going on. A lot of stuff going on. I do know that the OGL is a big thing, but I feel we need to find an expert to come in and explain it to us because neither one of us are attorneys. I, I feel like I do understand. Like I, I was fascinated and I'm a legal, I'm like a legal junkie. And so I like uh -huh. absorbed Excuse every me. ounce of information. Okay. Well, you know what? We'll do it another night. We'll, we'll do another, night, another OGL night. Another night. Yeah. But I would still like to have an expert as much as you believe you are. I would still like. Yeah, <laughs> to have an expert here just to be sure, okay? Yeah, I was at Holiday Inn Express last night. I'm, <laughs> I'm there you go. <laughs> I'm an expert. <laughs> I saw a blurb, and I was like, what the hell is this? And I had to read the article. The article was, Dungeons & Dragons player gets AI bot to DM. Works surprisingly well. So this D&D &D player who's on Reddit decided to use the new chat GPT AI that was released in November. And, you know, I think when we were all introduced to this, it was a way to, like, generate character art. All right, that's nice. I've, I've generated character art. Okay. And I guess it then went to, it could generate character sheets. But this one person decided, well, let me ask it if it can play. Can it play D&D &D with me? And lo, the, the, the thing said, I know the rules. Yeah, I, I can play. And so he asked the, the machine to generate a character for him to play. And then another character, so it would be two people in the party. But the AI managed that character. And the man had his own character. It generated a magic user for him. And he played D&D &D by himself with the DM and another player. But again, he's by himself. And I, I had mixed feelings on this when I read it. And I said, we have to talk about this. Now, what do you think about all of that okay i am sitting back in, in in terms of this i was trying to figure out what particular direction the ai uh topic was going to go i, I thought it would go this way i've seen that post i've mm -hmm. got it brought up i did read through it to me i think it is mostly much ado about nothing it really i really do i i, I at least now, maybe there's a point, and maybe I just can't visualize. You know, maybe I'm just too small brain over here. But it, like, I'm, I'm reading the text, and it seems it's it's cool that they can do it. It knows what we're trying to do today. Mm -hmm. We want to play D and D, and we're going to have some goblins go to you. Mm -hmm. And it comes up with some things, but it's it feels very boilerplate. It feels very fine, and it's cool as hell. There's a, an AI that can come up with fine. But it's kind of like in the movie Click, where you, uh, the the guy hits fast forward, and you know the the concept in the movie is that Adam Sandler has a remote control that can control his life, and he can fast forward, and his he's there, right? He, but he's just going, uh huh, yeah, yeah, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, to represent traveling through time, 
fast forwarding through events. This is what that felt like. The text is serviceable. It's fine. You could say that this is probably about as good as someone's first attempt at being a GM. Hey, there's some goblins. They're attacking you. You can make a deal with them. They might do it. They might not. It, but it, nothing really goes above a certain level of creativity. You know, it just feels a little samey to me. You know, maybe mm-hmm. it's better than nothing, right? Maybe like if you're sitting at home and you really want to play D&D and, you, <laughs> and your friendship circle sucks, you know, nobody wants to play <laughs> D&D with you. They all want to play Pathfinder or some shit. You're like, God damn it, I want to play some D&D or whatever, whatever game it, uh, that, that you can't get access to. But I don't know. It was just fine. So maybe um, it's hard for me to imagine uh, this thing coming up with an interesting encounter and maybe over the eons this thing will have a giant library of every cool and creative thought ever had to the point where it doesn't have to be creative it just has enough creativity stored up in it that can deal cards in a way that whatever human being is alive has never seen before and that works like fair enough you know like in tomb of annihilation there's a crazy t-rex that's feathered and can cast misty step and breathe wasp well it can copy that and in 200 years It'll deploy that, and someone will go, "How the fuck did this thing think of this? Think think this up?" Well, it'll just have a it'll have a library greater than the uh, the extent of human experience. But uh, man, that's gonna take a while, right? Yeah, that's gonna take a while. So yeah, and maybe that's a a close enough. Like, and, and we're getting I'm getting way in the weeds here philosophically, right? Maybe that's a close enough simulacrum of creativity. Like whoever thought of the king of Omu being Uh this giant T-Rex, that was an original thought, okay? And maybe it was partially spawned from something else that was spawned from something else. I feel like it is mostly an original creation. But what if it wasn't? What if it was created 260 years ago, and I wouldn't know the difference. It would still be cool as hell. And that might be the future. The AI of the future might just have this, this giant array and... It will always be new to me, even if it's not technically new. So maybe mm-hmm. we will have a future of AI GMs, but man, I just feel like that's weird, <laughs> right? It's weird, right? Now you mentioned, well, you know, what kind of, what can it do, creative writing wise, and uh, scenarios and whatnot. So it relies very heavily upon tropes. Obviously, it's 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 going to have to rely on tropes. But uh, here's a sample of the game because the person uh, put some screenshots and the player said, I cast fireball in the sky. The AI DM, as Belfer, his character's name, you cast fireball into the sky. You gesture with your hand and speak the incantation, releasing a burst of flames into the air. The fireball explodes in the sky, creating a bright flash of light and a loud boom that echoes through the forest. The light from the fireball illuminates the clearing, casting shadows on the trees and underbrush. It gives a nice description. It can be creative. And that's that's nice, you know. Um, I just think, so, I mean, you've got the success of Critical Role, you have the new D&D movie coming out that we're all, like, really hoping is fantastic, and you've got Wizards of the Coast making some big moves on D&D Beyond, the subscription service, trying to, like, move it all there, and uh, now with this, it just, 
It feels like we might be introducing a lot of new players, but they're going to be coming in like at a time where it seems like it's changing and we're losing the social aspect of the game. We want you to be on D&D Beyond. We want you to access everything through this. We want you to be here. And it's like, but you're at a table. You're supposed to be at a table, virtual or in meet space. And you play a game with other people. If people can now just sit at home by themselves, isolated even further, and can play a D&D game, and can make the AI play other people as well, so it's not just them in the party, they can have conversations, they can play in campaigns, and it's just a solo thing like a video game. To me, it loses everything about the tabletop role-playing experience because it's usually a very social thing. Yeah, I don't know what this would give someone. Like, what, what do you get from this? I, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, you know, like the point of D&D is not that it's the best game ever. Yeah. It's that it's, it's, it, it is the creativity and the social aspect and everyone mm -hmm. having a shared collaborative you know, storytelling yes, experience. It's a collaborative yeah. storytelling. And, and, there, and there you go. And like, what is the point? If you just want to play a game where it is a solo adventure, there's better ways to achieve this. Like, mm -hmm. a video game is so much better, right? Like, if they've got great, but, but that requires you to lock in certain options and decisions. So maybe there will be some type of truly AI video game experience where there's a, you know, whatever it is, you know, a fairly decent story and everything is procedural and some type of insane engine that can deal with your choices. But I don't know. I just, I'm not understanding fully where this goes. I, I get that it was impressive as a one-off thing and that some of the descriptions are there, but uh, as a full replacement, I think that it is just trying to fundamentally get out of what D&D and what tabletop role-playing games are about. Which is the mm -hmm. it, like the group is the is the point. It's a point of like that's once you've solved the issue of having a group, you've defeated the purpose. Like you're you're not doing the same thing anymore. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like it's you've you've already failed by a literal definition, in my opinion. Otherwise, you're playing a really badass version of Zork. <laughs> right? Does anyone remember Zork? I go north. <laughs> Zork. You may be you read my group. This feels like a really badass version of Zork. His work was fun, so this is cool. This is this is fine. It's just mm -hmm. not. I don't. I really don't feel like it competes with D and D, or to, I keep saying D and do not I don't feel like it competes with tabletop role playing games. I really mm -hmm. don't feel like it even. I, I just feel like it's a badass version of Zork, and people and, and there may be inspiration from it. I can also yeah. see it as a tool. I can see it as a it tool for tool. GMs. So like if you're you're GMing right, and I do think mm -hmm. the the future is virtual tabletops, mm -hmm. um, which I'm big fan of. Um, uh, so you're you're a GM and you're gonna have all this AI. That's kind of like your Iron Man armor. It's kind of backing you up and coming up with awesome descriptions and different descriptions. You know, it's hard mm -hmm. to describe Fireball twenty eight different ways, mm -hmm. but you could maybe put in some keywords like Fireball Jungle, Fireball Cave, mm -hmm. and it will give you a thing. It'll just spit it out, and you can have a halfway decent thing. And even though that was said one time by some guy in Cleveland. 15 years ago, it's new to your party, and so you sound <laughs> cool as hell deploying this particular bit of narrative. Mm 
Uh, I can see it doing that. I can see AI having a lot to do in terms of helping a GM run a session, both in the mechanics of the individual baddies, something I kind of want to get on in a little bit, and also just text, like like the basic boilerplate text, helping you get from the A to the B. But the A and the B are the heart of the game. And, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, that's where I'm at. So I think it's a cool tool. I'm trying to, like, find a positive thing here. I don't want to just shit on it. No. I don't think it's bad or shouldn't have been done. I, no. I think it can be a helpful tool for GMs to put a little extra muscle behind them in some of the, you know, make their games a little more polished and take a little of the uh, the weight off of them. There you go. Yeah, I, if you have an issue, like if, if you know you have a hard time with coming up with descriptive things of what happened, you know, the words for like that fireball thing, describing, you know, what happens, what you see, like all of it. It's a nice tool to to generate that. I could even see it if you are a new player and you just want to kind of get an idea of the mechanics. I can see using this to run yourself through a game, but it would be way easier to just find a person to run you through a game than to teach the AI how to you know, how to really play. Now, because it's already gone through this once, I guess the more it does this, the easier it gets. So it should learn as it keeps going and doing this. So it's going to improve. It's always going to improve. But that worries me that I don't have to have friends or even leave my apartment. I can just sit here, tap, type, 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 and it'll just do everything for me. Like it just—that's not. Are you, are you afraid not, it'll be sucked in by the clarion call of, no, of no, tabletop no. on demand? I just feel it kind of robs the player of the true experience. Does it? I think it does. I think it robs the player of a true. It is a good tool to help them learn some mechanics, give them an idea of how it what it is. But I think when you have it as one person you just need you and a computer will do the rest i think that takes away the enjoyment of a collaborative storytelling event <sighs> with people friends or like, just randos to, to me it's like saying that the existence of baloney means people won't eat steak right it's like yeah, bologna's not as good as steak, and some people might eat bologna, but it's not like people are going to see steak and then choose the bologna when they have the option. I don't see anyone issuing the, their table, you know, fuck you guys, I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going to play uh, uh, D&D at home instead of having this experience with my friends and uh, and associates. Like, I, like, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think these people were going to have it. I don't think they gave up their Tuesday night game for Tuesday night at home. Not right think- now. Not right now they're not, but as this thing improves and gets better and better and better, how many people are just going to go, it's too hard to find people to play with? It's I, I feel like playing right now. I'm going to play. I don't need people. I have I mean, this tool. I don't know. I think it's a self-solving problem because once you do that, like once you have <laughs> people who want to do that, there will be a tool to allow them to find each other. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> you know... I think I think that this thing will only be the last redoubt of the most toxic players who have nowhere <laughs> else to go. This is where uh, the toxic people have to yeah, go. Yeah, this is where the toxic to people have to go. 
yeah. you know, maybe you have a group of people who are all players that, mm-hmm. that, that, that I can see. I can see that a bunch of players who really want to play together and they don't really give a shit that the story is subpar as long as they don't have to be the one telling it in a lead role. That is a place where I can see that happening. They all just say, fuck being a GM. It's too hard. Too much knowledge. I want to show up and dick around and have some fun. And I don't really care if everything is generic as shit, you know, or, or not, or it doesn't specifically display the creative chops of whoever the GM was going to be. We're all going to get together and hack it out. Now that, that I could see being a thing. Uh, Gloomhaven kind of does that. I think that's the future of games like Gloomhaven, which is D&D, pure tactics, limited story, and an artificial intelligence. Even though it's not computer-based, it is rule. It is very much computer-y. Like there's a rule book and there's rules and there's... The, the only difference between it and the computer is the electricity. It really is an, an AI that, that operates off certain rules, right? So, cool. People play Gloomhaven. I think a lot of people who play Gloomhaven are people who would play D&D if they had somebody who wanted to be a GM. So maybe that's where this is. The group of people who want a GM, and they'll take this over having to be one themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it is hard to find a DM if you have a group of people. Yeah, that's, you know, great. Um, I don't know. I just see, like, Wizards of the Coast just finding this and just finding a way to monetize it. And just, look, everyone, you don't need you don't need a DM. You don't need anybody. You just need us. Oh, I, I don't think they'll do that because in, no? in, in amongst all this conspiracy – about milking their players for money, they said that uh, GMs only make up like 20% of their mm-hmm. user base, which mm-hmm. makes sense, right? One in about five. Cool. But they make up like 40 to 60% or, of their revenue because people like us buy all the shit. Uh, <laughs> you know? So they don't want to get rid of us because we, we give them the money. <laughs> and maybe they'll monetize the AI. I'm sure they will monetize the AI. I don't mm-hmm. begrudge them that. I wouldn't mind having an AI helper. I am actually at a point, and, and I don't mean like necessarily text, although, sure, you know, throw me the suggestion. If you beat me out, then cool. But, uh, like, I have been doing a lot of planning for my Tomb of Annihilation game. Uh, and one thing that I'm running into, like, I've, I've you know, I've, I, as a GM, I have solved various problems I've come into. What I have not solved is how to run any particular patty. So it's like, oh, this guy has spells and abilities and shit. And,. I can't keep all that in my head. I can have their sheet there, but then they may they may be able to cast six spells or nine spells. So do I have them all printed out? And what's the proper strategy? It's hard to do that and then keep it in my head. It would be nice if when my players went into room 64 and there was the wizard there with a whole bunch of shit that they could do, there was kind of like a thing would pop up saying, here's how to like play this out. You know, turn, you know, the, the, his first move is going to be to cast Fireball, you know, unless you're trying to throw a softball to your players, you know, then in which case you would actually open up with Misty Step and Fire Bolt, you know, like uh, kind of like a chess engine, you know, like there's like the strong and the weak version or whatever. Like if this party's badass, give me the, you know, give me the, the, the best move. And if they're not that badass, give me like the second best move. Help me play this with, versus me trying to look up 14 different fucking spells and figuring out which one I want to deploy and why. That'd be helpful. 
Yeah, no, I can see something like that. And, and believe me, if, if anybody's listening to this, please make it. Um, the virtual module, right? So as you flip through the pages virtually while you're running your game of your module, if like a pop-up came up and said, oh, on this encounter, you're going, you want to start with this spell, then this spell. But if it's an easier one and, you know, you want to take it easy on your players, then do this, this, this. Like a good, better, best, like a an easy, a hard, extremely hard kind of suggestion. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. like Something you know, like the, that. The mm-hmm. A-tier level. And you can even advertise yeah. that as a GM, that we only run A-tier moves here. So, you know, or S-tier. And so if you join this mm-hmm. table, this is this is the true hard shit, you know? We only run the, tip, the, the tippy top of the line. We have AI that runs chess. We mm-hmm. could very much have an AI that runs D&D and just looks at the moves available, thinks about them for, you know, two and a half seconds, and, you know, runs it 40,000 times, mm-hmm. and then says, okay, your best move is to move your, you know, to Missy Step, this guy behind the healer, stab them in the back, get massive damage, do this, and then bing, bang, boom. And there you go. And you can just, like, go down through a a... a, a certain levels of play in the same way that chess has elo a rating of, of someone's skill you would have that in D like we're a low elo table i right, well let's go to like you know the the fourth tier move where he doesn't do that that i would love to have that i think the computers can really help us tell stories i i don't have a lot of sympathy for the the pure the pure paper people i feel like that's a contingent you know i'm gonna buy my books and i'm gonna own the books and they're mine forever, and they can't be changed. I can play D&D in a log cabin. No internet. The apocalypse has happened. The great EMP wars have begun. But because I have my paper books, I can, and I'm unencumbered by the evils of AI and electronics, I can run D&D or whatever game I've purchased. I have, I think that's, I think that's old school. <laughs> I think that's going out. Well, I don't know. Like I said, when I saw this, I was torn. Like, it's a good tool. I can see it being used. But I see it kind of, like, almost... It feels like a stab in the heart. Like, why are you taking the social aspects away? I don't think you're going to be in a pause. Like, (laughs) are you you really hurting for players like that? (laughs) I don't run any games. Nobody asked me to be in any games. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't hey, dude, run a you game. Do, you very much do run games. I have. It's just they're highly exclusive to like. I don't five have people. a. I don't run. I'm not currently running any games. The only game I'm in currently is the podcast games. That's it. Right. The only gaming is just when I'm recording. That's do it. You feel like you would struggle to get players at your table. The answer is no. Let me help you out. Yeah. <laughs> No, I wouldn't. I, I, we have a, we have a very good community. Yes, I think they could, but could they? I mean, scheduling, uh, you know, aside, yes, I think I could get people that would want to play. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like the demand for GMs is, is relatively high. Maybe this will knock out some low-level GMs. If anything, I think it could help. I, I tend to be an optimist. I really do. Like, you know, you scratch a cynic and you find an optimist pretty quick. You know, or at least an idealist, or whatever the, whatever the quote is. But the, my, my rambling point is, here's here's another way this could go. The, the non-Doom and Gloom version, right? You, you have four or five people who want to play D&D. And I know a lot of these people. Whenever I talk about D&D, they kind of come out of the woodwork. I've always, you know, wanted to play, but I don't know anybody who plays. And then you talk to the people who would play, and none of them want to be a GM. And it is hard. 
and it is difficult, and it is scary. And there's times where I fucked up, and it is the worst goddamn thing ever to be just caught pants down. Like, guys, I just don't have it. You know, I forgot my GM screen. I forgot mm-hmm. the USB, I've done, which I've done multiple times. Or I forgot the USB drive that had all of my updated files on it, which I've done. And I've had to, it's not fun, but you have to, you have to figure some shit out. You know, it is all on you. You don't get to fade away. You're the guy, and you're, you're the quarterback. You cannot mm-hmm. be fucking up and not be noticed. Mm-hmm. People don't like that. Maybe with these AI tools, you could have these people who want to play D&D where nobody wants to be a GM. They can play with a shitty AI GM. <laughs> You know, uh, even at, at worst. And then maybe one of them said, you know what? I, okay, we've been playing, and I, I kind of see how it goes. And I feel more comfortable in this space. You know, I'm shooting this lingo around of this particular game that we all love, whatever it is, D&D, Shadowrun, Pathfinder, whatever. I'm going to be a GM. And then that doesn't mean you delete. Yeah, you don't delete all the AI shit. You just sort of like slide over there to it. And over time, you can slowly take over more of the roles. Uh, you know the uh, I don't mean like the dice rolls. I mean like the role of the GM from the AI as it is suggesting things to you. You know it's running, and you can actually go. No, actually, you don't find that. You find this thing. You find the dinosaur with the feathers. You find you know, you know the 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 ground explodes beneath you in a in a magma spurt, and now the room is covered in in flaming. Uh, or in in molten lava, and there's only certain you know you can do whatever you want, and you can slowly take over those roles, and it'd be kind of like a training wheel situation, and you could have more GMs, and you would have more tabletop role playing games, and more people having fun with their training wheel AI helping them bridge the gap from player, which is a lot easier and a lot more chilled out than the guy who's running the game. So I don't know. I think it could be good. All right. Buy stock in Hasbro, everybody. Hasbro. Available on Robinhood app. (laughs) Uh, Do not use Robinhood. Please do not use Robinhood. You gotta buy Hasbro and hodl with your diamond hands. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I did a finance. You did a... Did did you say it another Holiday Inn Express? Yeah. (laughs) This is not... I'm, go to go to Cotton for all your legal and financial advice. <laughs> yeah, this is not a financial podcast. I do not owe you my. Uh, <laughs> I do not owe you advice. Uh, this is in your business. Yeah. Please do not accept financial advice from a podcast. There you go. I don't know. I just see I see Wizards and D and D Beyond. I see them making a lot of moves right now. I just don't know. Well, I know they aren't smart moves. Some of oh, them I, are not smart moves. I think that everything is great except the way they did it. The PR mm. was terrible. But then yeah. this is going to like pull us into the OGL, which you specifically do not want to do. But what, what are some non-OGL moves? Are you, were you referencing that? What, what is something you feel like they've done that's been not great? Maybe I missed a, a thing. Well, I mean, the OGL stuff, yes, that that was not done well. I still believe they're trying to move to a uh that month they're in that monthly subscription they're really trying to get everybody to go that way and to just use D D beyond and not the books anymore which i also dislike i am cool with it are we are we okay to talk about this are we too far from yeah, our ai topic go. or let's go, let's uh, so go. here's here's why that's cool because they 
the OGL originally was 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 devised. I'm not getting into the whole legal issue, I promise you. No, but yeah, it was yeah. devised because they realized that adventures were costly to make. It took a lot of resources to crank out a truly awesome, badass module. Okay? But there were all these people who did want to make them for their own pride issues and and who could then parlay it into a career. Like once you kinda of get your name out there, but it was kinda of, it was like working for exposure. So that was their plan. You make us free adventure free adventures. And those adventures will help sell the core rule books. We're geniuses. Everybody wins. Cool. The problem here, I think, with Hasbro, when they say D&D is under-monetized, is that that's true. They don't make a lot of money. There's a ton of pirates, but even without all the pirates, we go in and we buy our books once. They are not like they, they are this mega titan IP, and then we go out and spend about a hundred bucks on a player's handbook, a D and D, a dungeon master's guide, which is increasingly irrelevant, and a monster manuals, and a monster manual, which is increasingly irrelevant. So you have people who are spending, like like five people, and they're spending maybe three hundred dollars on shit, and you can buy dice from other people. And you can buy miniatures from other people. And they only own a few pieces of actual IP, like the Mind Flayer. Like, they own that. Like, you can't make a miniature Mind Flayer. That's there. That is their... They, they own that the same way Disney owns Gaston. It is theirs. But that's, like, five things. Like, they don't own goblins. They don't own orcs. They don't own, they don't own zombies. They need to make some fucking money, which I respect. And I want good products. And I love having my TV in a table. I love it. I want more virtual tabletop shit to take the load off of me. I want to log into the thing, and I want it to download the fight, and I want it to have the monsters, and I want the monsters to operate in a halfway sensible way, and I want it to track their, their HP, and I want the graphics to be cool, and I want the door to open, and the walls to be able to be destroyed, and I want it to be able to, like, do the shit, you know? And I know that it won't ever be as much as what D&D can do, but then, fine, you go to the, the theater for the, of the mind for when somebody, like, swings on the chandelier and there is no, like, chandelier gif, you know, in the actual dungeon. Uh, you can get by with toes on the grid or just theater of the mind. But, God, I would love to have all that shit. And you can't have all that shit if you're not making any money, <laughs> you know? They're making money. I, I hate to tell you. I'm looking now. Wizards. Hasbro reported that Wizards of the Coast... Operating profit back in 2020, $420 million with 46% operating profit margin. How much of that is like magic, though? Like, we're not talking about magic. We're talking about magic. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. In October of 2022, analysts estimated that D&D is now responsible for $100 million to $150 million in in annual revenue. Okay, and I, I don't know what it is compared to any other endeavor. Like, if they're busting their ass to make this money, and they don't have to, and, and also, it, it, at least, there's, there's problems with the current model. Like, they have to come out with new additions, not because we need them, but because they need to make more money, and they know we'll buy it, and they know the new thing will become a new thing. It's kind of shitty. Like, they ha- like, if they just stopped, would they still make money? Like, okay, they sold their fifth edition books. They're not going to be able to keep living off of that edition forever. So they, ha- they they have to come out with a new edition. Even if 5th edition were the perfect 
think like they nailed it. We have discovered what D and D should be. They're gonna have to come out with D and D one or sixth edition because okay, people mm-hmm. start buying the books. Mm-hmm. They can't sell that same shit forever. It, it doesn't work that way. It's like it's like you know, um, college textbooks that come out with a new edition. I mean, what should we expect them to do as fifth edition ages? It's been around like. It's How been many years? Around, and they're working on making that new edition. But I don't want them to have to make it just because fuck we need some we need we need some money. So it's time to like whack this pinata and have them cough up some more money. You know? Well yeah, it's it's do some other merchandising, make some other settings, do do something. But I don't think it is tightened your grasp. I don't think it is hurting people to D and D beyond and saying this is where you play. I don't I, think that is the answer. I think the answer is you need to diversify. There's a lot of things. And hopefully if they if the movie does well, they'll make more movies and that'll help because that's even more merchandise. But again, they aren't hurting Wizards 2021. One billion in revenue. Past one billion in revenue in twenty twenty one. Okay, that's revenue. I, I don't know. I just don't feel like that's. I'm that's, just saying. What's the context though? If they have a 46 percent operating margin, they're doing fine. I I guess I I just think that they are forced to come out with a new edition, and they're forced to come out with the stuff that's to make money. When really, what I want is a subscription. I want to pay X dollars per month to have access to all kinds of badass digital tools. All the rules on command. An AI helper who can like make sure the goblins go forward and whack people with a stick and tells me what the wizard would do. I want all these really cool tools. And it's kind of like I get what you're saying. It's kind of like a trade-off between freedom and accessibility or power. Like I get that I would be chained to their world. It's not I buy the book and I'm good to go forever. You know, I get that fr- that that that. Mm-hmm. It's like people have bug out bags. It's like I have my D and D book and fuck everything. I'm good to go. And you won't, there, Cotton. You'll be chained to their services. And when they go offline, you're fucked. Yeah, I would be, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I know <laughs> it's just me being a boomer, I guess. Where it's like I want my book, I want my paper, I want my pencil, I want my dice. But I did transition to the virtual tabletop. I did move to that. So it's not like. I need the book and the the paper and the table and everybody. I I transitioned to a virtual tabletop, but I just think it it just feels like it's, I don't know how to explain it. It feels like the spirit of it is being ripped away and it's morphing into this different thing. Embrace the future. I know. Embrace gentrification. I just want to sit in my basement and play a game. (laughs) You know what's hilarious is I'm running that kind of game, and you're you, you are running increasingly connected or involved in increasingly connected games, and uh-huh. I had to go download this like I, I say shitty but kind of shitty program to to run my game offline. Like it's a it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's it's <laughs> because Robin's shop has no internet, uh-huh. so I have to have a, a virtual tabletop that has Foggle 4 and doesn't need internet, and there's exactly one available, and it was clearly programmed in an afternoon by one guy. <laughs> and, like, the Steam reviews are, like, mixed, which means shitty. And I emailed the guy, and he emailed me back, like, twice, and he was super nice and told me, mm-hmm. and, like, it fucking worked. It does the thing. 
because it doesn't exist because everything's on the internet now, right? We have Roll20. Yes. We have Foundry. But this was like this one guy made this shitty software that can take a downloaded map, cast it to an alternate, to like like the other monitor, and you have a GM view and they have the not GM view, and you can use Fog of War and color it in real time and move the map around. And that's all I needed. That's, and that's all it does. And it costs like 20 bucks. <laughs> like 10, I mean, even $10. So I'm the guy who's in the basement of this concrete fucking building with no internet and no cell phone service trying to make D&D work. <laughs> you know, I, it's just it's just a whiteboard in a in a dry erase marker. You have a map. <laughs> what? It's just a whiteboard in a dry erase marker. Draw a map. Why do you need a tool to Oh, I have can't a draw. Map? I can't draw. <laughs> like I bought a Chessex like dry erase mat, and I have a gigantic yeah. roll of inch grid paper. Like I mean, a big roll that I have used occasionally, but I can't draw for shit. Like I have crayons and pencils and pens and markers, but I don't draw well. And it's easier to just download a fucking map, and I can be like, oh, Tomb of Annihilation, uh, level one, fucking map, go, and boom, suddenly I get all the arts. Huh. That's all a lot easier arts. than like hand drawing out a fucking room which takes forever and then like you're trying to to make sure you got the dimensions right <laughs> and uh, even my like what got me was my mom said it helps her so much to have like a real map versus like a white grid with like oh this green blob is like a tree mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah real maps are nice <laughs> it's the same thing right, that's how no, it feels real it. maps are great you're like you could draw your map, and you have full freedom to draw whatever you want. When you download maps off the internet, you're trapped into the vision of other people. Yeah, but they're fucking nice maps, though. So <laughs> I, I like the golden shine of my gilded cage. Is all awesome. you know, and you're over here like in the fucking wilderness, like some goddamn hermit. Like I own all my books. Yeah, but you're but you're on fucking inch grid like white paper with a fucking marker and like. Meanwhile, I got a professional artist backing me up. That's, that's, that's where I'm at. Huh. I'd be curious how other people uh, feel about... Like, I, I would like people, when they listen to this, if they could just post, hey, I would totally use an AI. I don't get to play with friends that much. I can't get a group together. Yeah, I'll spend an after. If I got nothing to do, I'll spend an afternoon playing Souped Up Zork. Why not? If if we get at least four to five people who say that they can't find anyone to play a tabletop role-playing game, we will instantly fix that problem with itself, right? Hey, you're all four to five fucking four to six people, and you can't find anyone to play. So are the other four people in this chat room. Go play. We solved it. Go play. <laughs> we, that's what we should do. Everyone who signs up to play, like, Super Zork, should immediately be paired with five other people trying to play Super Zork. <laughs> there you go. And what they can all play D D together until we only have the last two to you know like one to two toxic assholes left and they can play Super Zork. Alone. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it's I think it's a good tool. I just think it's also gonna it has the potential to go a different way. And to become the norm and not a tool, and that's what kind of scares me. I think the main thing it would be used for, I started to think of like antisocial behavior just now, 
and I and I realized something that I should have brought up earlier, and that is whenever some new technology comes out, right? One yeah. of the biggest pushers of technology, and this is true of VHS, is true of DVD, and it is true of uh, like streaming over the internet, and that is how does porn factor in, right? And that, that's always pushed forward the medium. So what this is really going to be is it's not going to be used by people who want to go kill some goblins and get the treasure. It's going to be used by weird motherfuckers to do weird shit, and it's going to be fine. Like they want, you know, you know the weird people who are like, "I'm going to stalk the the bar, <laughs> the bar maiden." They can do that now with an AI safely away from the judgment and criticism of their peers. That's that's what this is going to be. That's going to be the big marketing. Uh, uh, end for it is what I think. There you go. There you go. I probably shouldn't have made that point, but that's <laughs> that's what it's gonna be. Kind of reminds me of Dan Savage. Do you know him? Sounds familiar. He's the guy who does the uh, the Savage Love podcast. He's like one of these like uh, love advice columnist people. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, you know, when when people get all these like uh like weird like sex dolls and shit, it's not gonna be like. It's it's not gonna be like hot. You're thinking of like sexy hot people. It's not gonna be sexy hot people. It's gonna be like centaurs and dragons and shit worse and weirder than that. That's what it's gonna be. That's what that's what <laughs> that's the future of the uh, of the AI dungeon master. People who are into their weird shit and they're gonna go into their own little weird tunnels with an AI that can't report them. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's the dark future, y'all. It's a dark future. <laughs> yeah. Is Dark Mirror still writing? Can I hire anybody? <laughs> or Black Mirror, whatever it's called. Fuck. Uh, Black Mirror, yes. Hmm. Well, that was All bleak. Right. Anyway. Uh... That was bleak. That's okay. <laughs> um, It's just something I think to to look out. Just keep an eye on. Maybe try it. See if you like it or how much it screws up. But I think I think if more people do it, more you know, if it keeps happening, it's just gonna learn faster and faster and start being like the best GM ever. And then and then what? We're replaced, Cotton. We don't ever have to GM a game. Well, we're, 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 there, there, there is there is that. I do I do think there's a potential, and I want to know what you think about that for the future. In like I mean, like in a hundred years, a, a significant chunk of time where this thing has a library so deep that it can produce a simulacrum of creativity. What do you think? You think that's mm-hmm. like possible? Like, like mm-hmm. it'll, it'll just have this library that will outlive any amount of human experience possible. And we're not going to know, like, I, I don't know what the fuck Gary Gygax came up with in 1982 in in like dungeon number four, you know, like, I, I don't know, but the machine could, and it could deploy it in like, 2137 and wow how this computer come up with it it could th- that could be a thing where it's creative enough or has a it uses a library in lieu of creativity mm-hmm. i don't know ai is doing a lot of creative stuff now like a lot of creative things creative writing it's doing art it's writing songs it's doing all the creative stuff i thought it was supposed to do the menial tasks for us I thought the robots is, were supposed is, to do menial things for us, not be creative. What is menial? What is where, where is that? That's a that's just a line that we use to make ourselves feel better. I think. I, no, I don't no, know. No. I mean, I mean AI like, is terrifying. We're supposed to do like they're supposed to go buy our groceries so we can sit at home and write the Great American Novel. 
Not it writes the <laughs> novel and I go buy my fucking groceries. <laughs> that, that's that's what I mean. It's supposed to do the trivial tasks so we can have more convenient and more time to be creative and live. And it's going the opposite way. The robots get to be creative. We'll all be a bunch of lotus eaters. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just hang around, read stories written by AI, eating food mm-hmm. shopped for by AI in an odd, <laughs> depleted dystopia. I, mean, I have a lot of fears of AI, frankly, in terms of, like, not D&D. Like, my big fear is we tell an AI to, like, how can, you know, make America the most powerful country? Well, step one is we assassinate the Archduke of Austria. You know, or some shit, and, like, figures it all out and implements this fucked up plan where in the United States is the most popular nation on Earth filled with cinders. You know, like, that's that's my fear, that somebody figures that shit out. or <laughs> Or, you know, like... Some country like Lithuania with like eight goddamn people, but you know has all these machines and it's able to like tell them to, you know, gain power. You know, mm-hmm. it, th- throughout all of human history, there was kind of like a one-to-one ratio of like person to power level, kind of a thing. You know, and that's been negated more and more by technology. And so it would happen, like right, you get the British machine guns. The first thing they did was like take over the fucking world. What's going to happen when, like, the next Britain gets machine guns, but that's a different, or, or gets AI that can help it do so? Anyway, that's beyond the scope of this podcast. So. <laughs> beyond the scope of this podcast. <laughs> it, is, it is weird to think, yeah, AI is going to kill us all. But anyway, what's its effect on creativity, specifically <laughs> in a role playing sense? <laughs> you know, let's, let's focus on that. That's the real problem. Uh, yeah, so if anybody uses this thing, this chat, uh, GPT AI to play D&D, let us know how it goes for you. Let us know what you think about this. That I'm curious to know that. I tried. But, uh, it was yeah. overwhelmed by downloads. <laughs> wow. But no, I think that I think that, that wraps it up. We're going to have more stuff to talk about in... Uh, Later this year, we've got Gen Con coming up. Tickets on sale, badges on sale on January 29th. And, Indeed. Uh, events are going to be in May. And uh, I think a lot of people are pretty excited about the whole I choose an event for you, you choose an event for me. Oh. And there's now been talk of doing kind of a secret Santa, but with Gen Con events. Ooh, interesting, interesting, interesting. You select an event for uh, some your person that you drew, and they get it, and they have to go. I I don't know. I, I don't like to see like I've I have respected this year's Secret Santa rule, so I don't know yeah. who gave me shit, and I don't think the person I gave shit to knows what I got them. But it's so much more fun when you do. It's so much more. It's so much more of a connection. So if I did something for let's say I drew your name in a hat, I would get something for you, but I would also go there because I want to experience it with you vicariously. Uh-huh. You know, I want to be there to like, hey, let's play this game together, and I'll uh-huh. be there to playing it too. And we'll see if, and that way you can either enjoy it, which is awesome, or you can hate. Even though I'm there to like help shepherd this process to make you like it, because I'm invested emotionally. If you (laughs) hate it, it'll be an awesome rant. You know? (laughs) Yeah, make me like it. I enjoy people making me do things. So yeah. Yeah, as we learned in the previous podcast, you do not like being quote unquote engineered to do any fucking thing. You are, you are. Give me my freedoms. <laughs> my freedoms. 
You make me sound crazy, but okay, I'll take it today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will take it today. That's it. All right. Well, that's another episode of uh, Out of Character. It's in the bag. First one done. We're moving on to the next one. We'll see what happens. Uh, we had to do an update, but you guys haven't played, right? Because of the holidays. Right. Have we got, guys... uh, we haven't played. We The only time available, it was one of those like rough spots where our last game was kind of like at the beginning of a month. And mm-hmm. then we had like, I think like either early December or something. And then the next game was like January was booked until late January. So it's kind of been like two months. Ugh. And one of our players was out at that one. So I am getting the gears going, getting prepped for this upcoming weekend is when we play. Okay. Oh, great. Great. So we'll uh, get an update uh, soon then. Indeed. Uh, from your table. See what's happening. I'm still, they still have not encountered this T-Rex. No. So the upcoming, the upcoming okay. one deal is a, uh, a triple layer of, uh, of stuff. It's like one, there's mm-hmm. the last MacGuffin bo- puzzle box to get from the last shrine. A kobold has enticed them with treasures below the uh, the Colosseum wherein the King of Omu lies. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, I want to make up some shit about uh, a coup happening with the Wan-Ti and Rosnisi being forced out. And his uh, second-in-command, Finathaza, taking over in a coup, and he's going to have the players enlisted to go take it back over. And that's going to be my way to, like, put in a little filler as well as have a little intrigue, and last but not least, get them some magic items, because I have been stingy on that shit, and all these baddies coming up are like, oh, if you don't have, uh, you know, they're they're immune to bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing damage, unless from a magic weapon. I'm like, oh, well, I guess my rogue doesn't get to play D&D today. So, that will be my way to, like, funnel them some magic shit. So hopefully I remember having uh, uh, players at my table, and I was very generous with the magic items. I even let them choose what they wanted. I think part of it is me. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. And 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 I, but I've also, with all my magic items, they've been uh, oddly useful. Like none of them have found shit that would have been like, oh, it's a plus three, like two-handed mace that no one can fucking use. You know, it's always been oddly uh, apropos. But I'm damn. I just they've they've also frankly not been very adventurous if if i have one real criticism of my players oh no no that... let's save it for the next oh save it let's let's save, it. save it we said we were done and you're done. going off on we're a tangent not... we're, we're a done tangent. all right tangent. <laughs> well, it's Thanks, time for everybody. us to co-sign off bye <laughs> bye y'all